Welcome to Politics Done Right. My name is Egberto Willis, your host. Thank you for being here with us today. Good morning, Houston. Good morning, Harris County. Good morning, Texas. Good morning, the United States of America. And of course, good morning to the world. How is everybody doing this morning? We are going to make sure we're all doing fine. We're all doing fine, folks. Anyway, folks, we're going to have a great program for you today. Oh, wait a minute. There's a little bit of that stuff on my chin, a little bit of that cream, you know. Anyhow, we're going to have a great show for you today. Um, but before we get busy with the show, let's go ahead and say good morning to the geniuses in the control room, El Senor Howard and El Senor Jack. Well, I think we're really more like uh, Laurel and Hardy, not oh. particularly geniuses. Well, Stanley. This is another fine mess you've got me into. Sally? <laughs> well, I don't know. Egberto keeps calling us geniuses. We are just riggers. We rig well, things to work. And most of the time it works, but sometimes it doesn't. Well, I want to tell you guys something because I have a particular. We are Dr. Yeah. Frock, Can, and String. All right. And you know what? Some. I'll take that. Let me tell you if you can call. Elon Musk, a genius. I'll call you guys orders of magnitude over that. But anyway, so Jack, what is the word of the day? Well, uh, you know, we've talked about, you know, how actually we really kind of care for the people on the right. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to put Did this you? out here, you know, because, you know, th they're involved in this, too. So we do care. I want to challenge the peeps on the right to ask themselves, where are all the mean-hearted policies coming from? And ask themselves, have the politicians and media propagandized the people on the right with fear of and hate for the old, the poor, the immigrant, the innocent children, because they fall below, below the bottom line of the corporate balance sheet? It's the corporate mentality of profit at all costs that is causing our problems today. Acknowledge your own politicians aren't really serving the right either. Uh, I love that. And, and specifically that last sentence. Acknowledge that the politicians on the right aren't at all serving those on the right. And it's so true because, again, the policies that they put. Look. Uh, you know, Jack, there are more poor people on the right there. Uh, I mean, if you take a look at all the things I'm talking proportions now, all the things from th the states. Right. You look at all the red states and, you know, I've written about this so many times. You look at all the red states and the policies they have. They have low taxes. That is true. They have uh, lower education, that is true, and they have lower standards of living. And at the same time, they preach, look look at how little money we collect, and they preach against the takers, etc. And what always turns out to be the fact is if you look at Alabama, Mississippi, South Dakota, North Dakota, all, well, those guys found oil, but if you look at most of these southern states, most of these red states, what it turns out to be is that they are states that are 
on the dole. And I normally I wouldn't want to say on the dole because there's nothing wrong if you are in an area that doesn't have a lot of resources. But when you when you are the one who caused the lack of resources, then your policies are what's responsible for keeping your state poor. And that is the case with Mississippi, Alabama, Louisiana, uh, and, uh, and, and dozens of other states, dense of other states in this country that are poor. The, the blue states are the ones subsidizing the red states. They take more out of the federal government to survive than the other. And if you hear the narrative on TV, if you hear Fox News, if you hear these people talk about low taxes, etc., what they're not telling you is that low taxes benefit rich people. And in order to have low taxes, it means denying your residents' education, denying your residents' health care, denying your residents' the ability to have good care for just good social services. And that's what plays out. And we pay for it. All of us as Americans who pay taxes pay for the in the degeneracy the, the of those policies. We pay for it. And again, at the same time, in paying for that, it's nothing more than a transfer of our hard-earned dollars, personal hard-earned dollars, to wealthy people who benefit from those lower taxes in these states. People say, why are people moving to Texas more so uh, than they're moving to California? Because they make their monies and they get their education, etc., elsewhere. And when it is time to maximize that dollar, why not come to the low tax state after you've made your money elsewhere? Why not, uh, why not give that money more buying power, etc., by coming to Texas? It's a fiscal decision. And it's a decision only those with high mobility, meaning those who have the wherewithal to move. A poor person in California can't move to Texas. A poor person in Texas can't move to California and vice versa, right? So the, the, the poor people have no mobility or little mobility. They have little ability to go where is best for them. Otherwise, when people are in their nation's nascent stages, they will go to these states that offer the best services. And when they're done getting the services to build themselves up, they'll run back to the states where things are inexpensive, where taxes are low to maximize that which they have earned. You know, that's what we learned as the, the, the maximization of one's earnings, one's wealth. So, I mean, Jack, what you had to say there, sir, is very, very profound. And when analyzed critically, one understands exactly what's going out there, Jack. So, Jack, thank you for giving me the uh, the opportunity to go ahead and expand a little bit on uh, on on what you had to say today. Um, anyhow, the name of the program today is Biden Join UAW Strike. Cassidy Hutchinson dings. Oh, I guess that's a grammatical error in the title. Cassidy was late at night. Cassidy Hutchison dings Matt Gates and uh, the American Nightmare. And uh, the American Nightmare is really a composite of two articles that I was reading yesterday that kind of touched me. But while watching last night, I was watching um, the 11th hour, I think it's called, uh, with uh, Stephanie Rule. And um, 
you know, there she brought on Ivickson, I think the the author, and he just wrote a book about Elon Musk, and it's a book. After listening to him, I definitely won't read. Um, uh, a lot of folks thinks that think that uh, you know, personally myself, have something against these rich billionaires and guys like Musk, etc. And they would be right. I do have something against these guys, not specifically them personally, but the mechanism that they have used to acquire the monies that they have. I believe wholeheartedly, and I've repeated this ad nauseum, I believe wholeheartedly in free enterprise. I believe wholeheartedly in being paid what you're worth. I believe all those things. But in, in doing what I've done before being, uh, be, before being a full-time political activist, uh, being completely in the engineering world, and doing a whole lot of work for major companies from oil service companies to NASA to, to, to my own. Uh, in, I'm talking about in my science life now. Um, the, the one thing I realized I, I was able to discern is, is people who really make a difference and people who really make things, people who create things. And over the decades, and you know, I, I wrote a book about some of the, 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 uh, some of the uh, the things that I had in life that prevented many ideas that I had to come to fruition, and uh, you know, I, I never mentioned them with animosity. I just gave it as a matter of fact. Suppose one of them I gave on this radio when it turned out that um, uh, Amazon, uh, uh, Jeff Bezos, patented one click. Wrote about that in my book, as I see it, Class Walker, the only resort to right wing doom. I wrote about that article in one of the in in one of my chapters because it had to do with patents and how the patent system and the capital system really harms the vast majority of people who are themselves innovative. Look, I while I worked in biz, not in business, but in science and engineering, I met so many very smart people. And one of the persons that taught me the most in actually writing code, you know, my degree was in engineering, but I did most of my work in code and writing software, was a guy named Leroy Gay. And uh, he lived in Atascacita. We both worked at NL Industries. And I remember working there and learning so much, so many tricks from him writing code for a PDP-11. That was one of the earlier mini computers. And um, I, I remember being in awe of this guy because, you know, I went to the University of Texas, man. And, uh, you know, this guy was a high school guy. I think, actually, I think he was a, if I'm not mistaken, I, I think he dropped out of high school or he just finished high schools, never went to school. But this guy could really code and this guy could do things guy not a rich guy never had capital never made it into management never did all of that but all of the technology involved in this login system what we did is we wrote the software that the tools used that were in the in the borehole of an oil well to do a lot of things determine the centralization of the 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 the, the casings and all that kind of stuff and he was the one who you know, wrote a lot of that code. And then I came on board and, uh, you know, I wrote 
quite a bit of the code that did, that worked on the Bond tool, the Sonic tool, etc. And um, but again, I learned so much from Leroy, and you know, it 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 started to get me into thinking what value per human values and these sort of things is because I remember how this guy many a times were taken for granted and he didn't fit the particular pecking order, right? So I noticed how much, you know, I, I moved on to other companies and saw a, worked with a lot of smart engineers right from, from the pipe industry right up into NASA. I remember being at NASA and the highest paid folk at NASA were the ones who worked the least. We worked on the space station project and we came up with all kind of idea. I worked on something called the apps project was an application management project that was to centralize computers on the space station so that we could have the Apollo speaking to the, uh, the Apollo computer speaking to the PC, which had just uh, recently come out speaking to the Mac. Etc. And we, you know, I wrote this stuff called the Tifa module, uh, uh, interface that actually made those three things uh, connect together. But all the people doing the work were not the people with the best pay, were not the people that were getting the accolades. You go into a meeting and the meeting was set up where the guys who pretty much, you know, management and didn't know much were the ones sort of directing things. And okay, fine. I understand that you have to have the management that hold all these things together. And then you have the, you know, the nerds and all of us that are doing the, the work, but at a certain level, understood. But the people creating the technology, the created the people coming out with the ideas, the people doing all these things were not the face that the rest of the world saw. All right. Come to the reason I've always disdained billionaires, etc., and how they got the billions. Um, I was on Steve Hunter's show talking about uh, Elon Musk, and you know Elon Musk has a huge following. Uh, some people hate him, but a lot of people love him, and and many think there he is a genius. And there's this guy, I think it's Isaacson that's right, that just wrote a book about him talking about, you know, a sort of appeasing to this guy, giving him a break for the, 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 the bad things that he do because he's such a genius and innovative guy. When I was on the uh, Steve Hunter show, we were talking about how this guy created reusable, uh, I mean, allowed SpaceX to create reusable items and et cetera, et cetera. And you know, I, I sat there and I'm like, look, there. I don't know personally, and you know, I study these things, and I, I don't know of one technology, one innovative thing that Elon Musk did. He bought into Tesla. He bought into SpaceX. He bought into PayPal. I mean, all these things. He had the capital started with twenty eight thousand dollars from his daddy to start a mapping company, I think it was a mapping company, et cetera. So he had the capital to start. And as the, 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 the boom, uh, the, the big bubble in internet came, a lot of people just made money by having a website. A lot of people made a lot of money by having a website saying it would do something. And since it was, in, it was a new thing then, a lot of people made a lot of money. 
one doesn't know what they actually did, but they made a lot of money with other people's technology. PayPal's technology was a technology of a whole lot of people having computers interconnect and having books being able to be, you know, uh, transactions being able to do go concurrently. When you look at SpaceX, all that space technology was developed by you all, all of you that paid taxes that NASA did to build a Saturn II, Saturn V rocket and all these rockets that went up there. And everything Elon Musk did was built on this technology and from the people he hired from these types of technology. Eric Hayes says, uh, is on, on the screen and he said that I'm jealous. I am honestly not jealous. In fact, what I am is wanting to make sure that all of us, the people of, of the, the, that the people are the ones who benefit from that which they paid for. Let's, let's give a little difference here because I, I want to address what Eric has to say. And that is, uh, Elon Musk had investors, in fact, it from it, first of all, started with his parents and he got to build up capital to buy things. And eventually, the investors that allowed him to do the things like land a spaceship on or rather bring back a uh, a piece of a spaceship and land it on a barge or land it on land or whatever. Eventually, the ultimate investor in that technology was you. Right. You paid for all the great engineers that Elon Musk was able to hire to go ahead and do this job. You paid for it. The American taxpayer paid for it. But when it comes to giving the acolytes for all of that, I don't think any one of you could tell me the name of the engineer that allowed the geopositioning, that allowed that that base of that spaceship to come back to Earth and land. You could not tell me the name of the many hundreds of engineers that did that. You could not tell me the name of the engineers who built the satellite system that afforded the geopositioning, that afforded all the things that these things are going to land. But you can tell me the name of Elon Musk as a genius who was able to land a spaceship on Earth, who couldn't write a line of code that does it if you paid him. But he's the one who is the billionaire because he had the original set of capital necessary to buy into and hire everything else. When I talk about who is really the parasites in our society, this is what we're talking about. We have an economic model. We in America, we in the Western world have an economic model that does little to reward those who really create things, but does a lot to reward uh, those who have the face, the capital, or the mouthpiece to talk loud enough about creating something. I want you to, if you are working anywhere in America right now, if whatever job you are working right now, I want you to look around at everybody that you know that is doing something for that job and assign the worth and then you wherever you are working whoever is listening to my voice right now wherever it is that you are working right now i want you to step back i want you to look at all your co-workers your management and everything else and i want you to assign what would happen if this person were not here if this person were not here, 
if that person were not there. And then assign worth. I always say put the billionaire and a farmer on an island. Put a billionaire and put a farmer uh, on an island. And each, none of, neither can help each other. And then let's go back there one year later and see who has maintained life better. It is so important that we understand that. Because one of the reasons we have allowed billionaires to run our country, one of the reasons we have allowed billionaires to do all the things is that we have learned to believe. Notice I've said we've learned to believe that they offer something we can't when it's the other way around. They depend on us for everything, but they get the spoils. And to my brother on the chat, Eric, I'm coming to you right now, Art, to my brother on the chat, Eric. There is absolutely no jealousy here about what other engineers or whatever have accomplished. Look, I won't go into my thing, but there's no jealousy there. What there is, is the acknowledgement that I want. First of all, I have already stated that for anything that I've accomplished, I've already thanked the taxpayers of Texas the taxpayers of the United States, because absent the University of Texas, there are many things that I would have, that I would not have known to have known. But you look at the billionaires, their, their, their thanks is somehow their geniuses that have accomplished something. My two brothers in the control room accomplish something every day that I can guarantee you to put, put, put us on air. Elon Musk, and others couldn't do. Let's go ahead and bring Art into the conversation, and then I'll go into the actual topic of the show today. Come on in, Art. Um, I have to agree with whoever that was. I do detect a little jealousy and envy. Okay. okay. But I get it. I get it. And then this is why. This is. Let me finish my point. Sure. I, I know during that internet internet uh, boom, mm-hmm. I had some opportunity, and I thought, ah, oh, this this is never pan out. Mm-hmm. Had I listened, oh man, I would have been a Mark Cuban Jr. Mm-hmm. But I have, you know, I have to admit that okay, I missed the boat. And there was a lot of opportunity, even when it was uh, so-called too late. There's mm-hmm. still opportunity at that time. Then, of mm-hmm. course, it all, you know, busted, and everyone got, you know, lost or they sold and made millions or billions. Mm-hmm. So I get your I get your point on billionaires. Uh, you know, taking all the credit, but I've never seen Jeff Bezos or Elon Musk, and they all have their issues, like we all do. They, I don't ever see them. Or what's the guy who invented the iPhone? He didn't invent it, but he came up with the idea. Uh, Jobs, uh, Steve Jobs. Was, Jobs, sorry, sorry, yeah, way, yeah. way off. Uh, Jobs. Mm-hmm. They don't take full credit. They, they all, they at their meetings, they do acknowledge the engineers. Yeah, we don't know who. Who came up with this or that, or and we see the face of Elon Musk or or Steve Jobs or Bezos or whoever, mm-hmm. and yet a lot of that came from taxpayer money and yes. you know same thing with Pfizer and, and the medical industry they got t- billions of dollars from the of our tax money and didn't pay anything and look at them now they're running away with, with you know money bags right it's it's a thing and i do have issue with that that i, I totally agree so, with everything let me let me let me, uh, let me let me stop you for a second there let me let, let me interrupt you one quick i'm gonna let you finish i promise yes, but um how does that 
I want to know and to, to your feeling, how do you think that transfers on my part to jealousy as opposed to stating how things occur? And then I, I want to follow up on that after you finish. But how would that uh, I, amount to jealousy? Not jealousy in the sense that you, you wish ill on them, but in the sense that maybe it was a missed opportunity. Because I've, oh. I've felt where, like, oh, man, I wish I would have taken advantage of this. But this guy did. And I, I'll, I'll check myself, you know, as I keep to check yourself before you wreck yourself. Uh, <laughs> I got, that's a little jealousy. That's a little envy. You Can know, I, I respond to that? Because let me just say that so I don't go to the, mosque, the synagogue, the church, wherever we go. Yeah. You know, we, we go to these institutions to check ourselves mm-hmm. and be like, okay, well, I need to focus on today. I need to punch my clock. Okay. I'm punching my clock and somebody in some bean counter and wherever they're at is making mm-hmm. more than I am, but I'm here. I'm getting my thumb smashed with the hammer. I'm getting, you know, shocked by 120 volts every so often, but you know, mm-hmm. but I, I get, I get that. So now let me, let me just say I'm one wrong. thing here, Art. Uh, let me, let me say one thing here because as far, uh, let me just say that the, the business model that I had, you know, I'm, I'm happy with the business model that, created for the, the products that, you know, that are created here. So I, I just want to make it clear that and when you talk about these subjects, you really have to make sure that you try not to let folks, especially like you or whatever, think that this is a, a jealousy thing as opposed to me using this as a knock on the economic system, the way it works, because I think Bill Gates and all these guys, they're just working within the framework of the economic system that we have. And based on the and based on the economic system that we have, they are doing nothing wrong. What I do want is a change in economic system so that folks who actually do things are rewarded. It's not for me. It's not about a jealousy. And when you talk about, well, you missed an opportunity. I don't think I missed an opportunity. Right. Uh, and, And there are a lot of people that didn't miss an opportunity. They just were not given the opportunity or they just didn't have the opportunity. Now, let's say in your case, you said, damn, if I had invested uh, this stuff, I would be wealthy or I would be able to do that. That's one thing, right? But not having ever, even having the intellect or knowledge to do something and not never having the opportunity to have decided to do it or not do it is the other thing. So there are two things here. One is you missed the opportunity because you didn't want to take a risk. The other thing is you never had the opportunity to take a risk. You see what I'm saying? The two, you see the differences in the two? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And, that is imp- and that is so important because I am willing to say that most people that I know would have been willing to take the risk. Most engineers that I know would have been willing to take the risk. In my case, I took the risk and left NASA and went to China and developed a, a login system for them. So, you know, some of us do take the risk. But my thing is an economic system that gives the spoils to those who have the capital to do it and, you know, to, 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 to do what's being done here. So, I mean, I, I want folks to acknowledge that this is about mechanics about how our current economic system runs as opposed to what would be ideal to you if Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk, if if they took a pay cut and gave billions and they equally shared it with, with the workers that, yes, uh, let me tell you better. I think a capitalism, $12 an hour, they make $18 an hour instead of making 18. 
I am, I am too, right. I'm not <laughs> smart enough. I am not smart enough to know what the mechanism totally would be, Art. I'll confess that right away because I haven't given the exact mechanism taught, right? But right now we have a crude mechanism called redistribution through taxes, right? In other words, the billions that Bill Gates and all these other guys made, they didn't earn that. And, you know, a lot of people like to say, well, they created the product because of the way we were indoctrinated in our country, right? If you come up with an idea and your idea was capitalized and made a lot of money, you are the ones entitled to the spoils as opposed to all the people that were required to make all that billions that you accumulated for yourself. And my thing is, there has to be a mechanism that redistribute that acknowledging that everything that Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos and all these guys created, all of us, you did, had a part in that as well, because you created the university. You paid for the universities that, that they uh, got engineers to work from. You created the roads that they used to distribute their product. You created the infrastructure that they used to for the pathways for whether it's an electronic business or otherwise, all of us together did that. But they're the ones who capitalize on the maximal part of that spoil. And that is what I'm talking about, brother. Mm, and you went, you, 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 uh, in, in that distribution, I guess, hypothetically, if you became a billionaire from a patented idea, you would follow that principle and make sure that all your I, employees were. Very well I sh- paid. I should so. not become a billionaire out of, off of any patent that I created. I have about six. <laughs> there's nothing I, wrong with being. No, 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 no. What I'm saying, like, what I'm saying. Being out there insulting, like, oh, go ahead. Art, right, what I'm saying, Art, is the following. Yeah. If I came up with an idea and, you know, I have about six official copyrights at the, you know, wherever it is that you register this stuff. But whatever idea I came up with, right? Within this system to develop that idea, I could not have made billions of dollars because for me to develop any idea, I require a whole lot of people who are the ones that actually instantiate that idea. And that's the difference in, in think, the thinking process I'm trying to get people to, to, to reach out to. In other words, when I have a great idea, but I'll, thousands, millions of people have great ideas that make things better that others build upon. I mean, I can look and I can say when I, um, when I was going to develop the one cart product that, that Bezos, uh, went ahead and patented that prevented me from developing this little product, right? Um, I was, I would not have been the first person to think about a one click thing on the internet. Thousands of other software guys say, Oh, if I create something, I can just click here and, and that's the way it works. We, there is so many ideas in so many of us for one person to be able to patent something and, and, and then monopolize. Let's, I'll give a a more macabre idea. Let's look at something like, um, uh, seeds, right? If you look at seeds, right now we have corporations who have a whole lot of engineers and scientists who have learned how to turn on the reproductivity and not of seeds, right? So now farmers who used to be able to bank their seeds, if they ever get pollinated by these seeds that can uh, repro- that, that cannot reproduce, every time they need to build their new crop, they have to go to a corporation and buy it. And that is the way we shift money from that farmer who is doing all of the work to the corporation who owns intellectual property. Amazing of a life form. 
So, I mean, there, there are these things within our economic system that a lot of people tolerate because we don't really know of. And one of the things I try to put out there is let's learn these things so that we can have an equitable society. I don't think any human being, no human being has earned a billion dollars. Uh, other people have earned it for them. That's my thought. Continue art, then I'll go to Gonzalo. Uh, I, I agree. No, I agree. Yeah, yeah. You know that that <clears throat> the. Um, I guess the what I wanted to close with is this: like, you're, you know, I didn't, I didn't, you know, uh, I didn't mean any insult by by making that assumption. There. Oh no, no, I, I didn't take it as an insult at all. I, because I think yeah, it was a legitimate, you know, that it was, was a legitimate I, statement. Yeah, that was just yeah, it was a statement. You know, I don't know you. I've you know just know you on the air. There's thousands and millions of things about each other that we don't know, but we all get you know a little package every hour of earth mm-hmm. Eve or whoever else. Um, but I know you're, you're, you're intelligent. You do your, you do your thing. You have your show. And uh, now I wish Ollie all the best. Thank, Thank you. you, my brother. I appreciate your call. Okay. Anyway, folks, give us a call. 713-526-5738. Again, that number is 713-526-5738. Please remember, this is your show. And Gonzalo, come on in, my dear brother. Hey, good morning, Igberto. How are you today? I am doing fine, my brother. Hablame, por favor, hermano mío. Okay. Um, again, I'm going to talk representing the teachers, mm-hmm. uh, most vulnerable sector and the most important sector in our economy. You're talking about people that uh, uh, create wealth and create yes. uh, the system to work. And uh, sometimes we minimize the effort and the work of a teacher. But yes. uh, behind a teacher, there is a scientist, there is a doctor, there is a politician. And uh, everybody should go to school in a way or another one to get the benefits of having somebody to teach you something good. Mm-hmm. Um, however, whenever you look at the name of school, with you. I have worked in several school, schools in different systems. I have had good uh, principals. They deserve to be administrators because of their leadership position. There are others that don't even deserve my respect and my word because they are just appointees right. and they are bookmakers. They are whatever uh, that uh, earned that position in uh, I don't know which way. But mm-hmm. the bottom line is, um, and I want to talk about the NEST, so what's going on in HISD that I'm quite aware because I have friends who tell me uh, some schools jump into NEST uh, even without the voting and the assembly in which uh, the principal was supposed to gather uh, opinions from teachers. They just right. did it because they want to be in because there are some perks. Yeah, yeah, we talk yeah. about perks. So our salary still being miserable, but they get perks. And they get bonuses, and they get this, and they get that. And who is paying for that? Millionaires? No. No, we, we are. Yeah. And another thing, um, when Obama embraced GM in the 2008 crisis, 
Uh, who paid for that? We did. We did. And uh, now I see Biden, and it looks like a joke to me, embracing the union, and blah, blah, blah. So at some point, you embrace the rich, and you save their companies because of being inefficient. Yeah. Uh, years and years of making products that are cheap and nobody wants to buy in their own country. And then we have politicians who embrace the CEOs and embrace the name because it represents America. Absolutely I, so, Gonzalo. Yeah, I, I represent America these days. That's the cheapest car you can ever buy. <laughs> yes. That's Gonzalo, I need to... I want to go to Dale, but I want to give you kudos for pointing out something that I want to expand on real quickly in a couple of sentences. And that is uh, we, 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 we too often, you know, uh, we are the, we too often, the people who bail out companies, the people who get things done too often allow optics to change things. You know, um, you know, right now I see too many working class people having sympathy for the, the, the people who own the car companies saying, oh, they can't afford to give 40 percent raises to these employees who do they think they are asking for 40 percent instead of the workers coming together and say we also want 40 percent the truth of the matter is five percent is all the portion of the labor of any car price five percent they can afford the 40 percent and after all if the ceo got 40 percent the workers should get actually more than 40 percent because the ceo base pay is much more for doing much less, but uh, we'll, we'll talk about that on another day. Gonzalo, I got to let you go so I can get to Dale, but thank you so kindly for often, all, always having something to okay. keep the conversation last, going. Last but not least, yes. uh, last but not least, IRS will take care of them. Unfortunately, not these days because of a Trump uh, deal with the millionaires and the tax break, but Hopefully we will in the future when they Thank you, my brother. Yeah. Thank you. Let's go to Dale. Come on in, Dale. Yes, uh, I listen. Uh, what I want to talk about is inequality, income inequality, mm -hmm. uh, and, and that has persisted for long, whether Democrats or Republicans. Yes. And uh, what bothers me the most is that. For example, China was able to uplift 800 million people in two decades from poverty. And in America, you have black people who have majority of them who have been in poverty for 400 years. Biden, Obama, Clinton, Democrats, when, when, when they had the majority of the House, the Senate and the House, they didn't do anything last August. Biden gave $53 billion, free $53 billion to microchips companies so that they can compete with China in making chips. So some of that could have gone, for example, to uplift, you know, poor people, minorities in particular, who have been subject to abuse, discrimination, you know, Jim Crow for generation after generation, that they have been unable to extricate themselves from that predicament they were subjected for a long time. So I think that, you know, in America, for some reason or another, there is no desire to change the status quo, you know, keeping poor people, mostly black people, where they are, 
most, you know, in most cases, they prefer to put them in jail rather than uplift them, give them quality education. For example, currently, I know, I know, I admire what you said about your patent in technology. Uh, black people, they lag in science and technology because they don't get the opportunity to go to a good school or good, you know, good, good education. But less, less than five percent of all the engineers in America are represented by black people, even though. Uh, they make 13 to 14 or 15 percent of the population. So I think we should really discuss the opportunity to bridge the gap between the have and the have not some way, because otherwise, you know, you end up really creating such a divide, it's not a revolution. And um, I I really enjoyed the, the conversation. So my thesis is, for example, you know, during Biden and Obama, they were, it was suggested uh, that they should establish technology centers so that these people will get, you know, access to quality education. You know, if you can give them uh, the children of the poor the opportunity to learn about science and technology because they don't get immersed with that. You know, I mean, I'm so, unfortunately, soccer is a passion. I mean, soccer, football, or sport is a passion for most poor people. Even though that opportunity of excelling to MBA or other is minimum. So. I think taxing, like during um, Trump, he'd lower the taxes for the rich. Unfortunately, let, he didn't do anything to uplift the poor. Let me let me let me interrupt a second here, my friend, because you you I think you hit the core of what uh, I I believe. First of all, what I stand for, and also what I think uh, a, a lot of people should understand. First of all, you 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 mentioned three Democratic presidents. Uh, that even under the three Democratic president that purportedly should be a working class party uh, has not made a dent into sufficiently uh, a dent sufficiently into income inequality, poverty, etc. And you're absolutely right. There's a president and then there is a presidency. There's the economic system. You see, in America, we serve an economic system. Uh, and uh, that's what we first have to understand. We serve an economic system. The first thing somebody asks whenever we have any type of a policy that we want to assist or help people, the first question that is asked is, how is that going to affect business? That answers it all. The, fir- the thing that's preeminent here is a particular form of economic system where capital is preeminent, where capital is the only thing that is of major importance. And if we have a system that way, exactly everything that you identified, and by the way, I don't want to, look, black people and other minorities have gone through a hell in this country as far as discrimination to attain things. But I don't want to forget my white brothers and sisters in that Appalachian region that are the forgotten people. Now they're the Trumpsters because everybody seems to forget them. And Donald Trump has been able to use that. There are more of them than all the rest combined. There are more of them living in poverty and looking down and saying, oh, my God, what is, you know, how, you know, they see a Oprah Winfrey and Trump makes it look like a Oprah Winfrey is, or I'm just using that as an, a stereotype, is taking their birthright. See, you see, the magic about our economic system is it knows how to pit 
other, each people against each other. And in the process of doing that, we can maintain what you just called the status quo. We don't have to change. We don't have to help anybody. We don't have to be equitable. It's, it, it, it is why educating, enlightening people is so important so that we all have to know that we work together. My concept that says we must unite the ghettos, the barrios, and Appalachia, thou stereotypical means when we really, when we, the working class, really start working together, we can blow this stuff wide open so that the current economic structure changes to serve us all instead of serving a few with all of us being widgets. But we have to stop going at each other. Think like when the, when the auto workers are asking for 40%, I don't want that minimum wage worker saying, why does he think he deserve all that money when I can't get it? I want you saying, I'm going to help you make that money so that you'll come back and help me ensure that all these other companies bring all of our standards up. And remember, and this is my concept here, no billionaire has earned what they have. They have all built it on our backs. Go ahead, Dale, before I go to Harry. Yeah, well, I think the distinction between our white brothers uh, even myself, you know, I, I migrated, uh, I flew in here. The, uh, you know, the, our African brothers, they were shipped in chain and they yes. have not been able to themselves from that. The, the white people in Appalachia, they have the opportunity, even, you know, if you are Mexican or uh, Cuban and uh, or African from Africa, we had a better opportunity in surviving and thriving in America than the African Americans who were agreed. So, but uh, the, the so you know, with the explosive situation with AI, leaving even the most educated behind the curve. Now that technological you know explosion revolution is leaving uh, poor people, black people in particular, further further behind. So. The gap in inequality is widening. Unfortunately, nobody seems willing and able to do anything about it. Either they don't know any, they don't want to do it. Somebody said, you know, uh, they want to keep the poor people, they, they want to keep them dumb, 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 hey, dumb. I, that's exactly what they want. But I, I, look, Dale, I, I love what you just had to say. I got to jump to Harry, but uh, please keep listening. Please keep calling and tell folks about our program. Thank you so kindly for calling, Dale. Bye-bye. All right, let's go to Harry. Come on in, Harry. Buenos dias, Senor Williams. Buenos dias, hermano. Estoy bien. Talk to me, man. We're going to have to go a little bit quicker now that uh, (laughs) I'm going to be running on time. There are a few points I'm going to make. The first point I'm going to make is um, I create nothing. I own everything. And then another line was, it is a zero-sum game, pal. Somebody wins, somebody loses. Dale explained what capitalism is all about. And Maybe. I enjoyed your show yesterday. Those callers explained it very well, too. And I enjoyed the show of why you guys make people critically think. I have to say two things to your um, co-workers there, uh, Howard Reynolds and um, Jack, Jack Van Viver. 
Zach Vandiver. There are two songs that they could play right before your show comes on. One of them is The Wise Man Has the Power because both of them are very wise and have wisdom when you um when they speak and when you have to speak at the show. Speed it up, brother. Speed it up. I, mean, I love those two guys too. Come on, speed it up. <laughs> the other one is Bruce. Yes, the other one is uh that's just the way it is by Bruce Hornsby. There's a lot of wisdom in that song. I, I love that you know song. Both- I know both of them and I love them. Thank yeah. you, Harry. Let's go to Derek. Come on in, Derek. Hey, good morning. How are you doing? How are I you am doing, do- I am you, doing you, fine, you, sir. No. Yes, sir. So I think I just want to say about America probably would never grow up to what she needs to be until they change the educational system. Brother, you was absolutely right about saying how Elon Musk takes the credit where that's like the college just said, that's capitalism because, Mm -hmm. because did you know that whenever you go and look at the red light, a black man by the name of Gary Morgan. Yes, I do know that. Yeah. Children don't know that. What about the GPS that people use right now? Gladys White, a black woman did that. How how about the color television? A Spanish man. Mm-hmm. In 1923, invented that. But how many of the children know that? See, they it, it's still rotten things that they do in order to you. And I love Jack, Jack, but I got to say this. But until America get rid of that white supremacist viewpoint to put a, to put a stamp on everything, you never have equality in America. That's what um, I just thought. Derek, let me let me uh, uh, tell you that. Okay, the the white supremacy thing is a tool, and that's why I hold. Yes, uh, look, when when I look at all my brothers and sisters of every hue, every color, every race, or whatever, I am going in there as that person that's connecting people because I understand that white supremacy is a tool of capitalism. It's hard for for people to make the connection. But the connection is perfect. Capitalism can only exist if people don't realize it's exploitative. And if people and the only way people don't realize if it's exploitative is they're fighting among each other that they don't look up and say, how can I let all these few people control and make a huge amount of money on me? and not pay me. The way to do that is to keep people fighting among each other. So uh, I agree with you wholeheartedly, Derek. And I think you're right when you say the educational system. And people have to understand that. Right. And once you know know other... Because of that reason. Thank you. I, I like you just said the magical thing there, Derek. People don't know each other. And when we know each other, we realize we are in the same boat. We should be working together for equity. Thank you, brother. I mean, for those, those very good words. Thank you. All right, let's go to Donald. Come on in, Donald. Good morning, Alberto. How are you today? I am doing fine, sir. Talk to me. Okay. On your government surveys, they ask you all these questions. If you put a T at the end and put a P in front, you will get all of what they think of you because you can be Poor white trash, poor black trash, poor brown trash, poor Asian trash. If you put the P, because that's what they think of it. And that's mm-hmm. it. 
<laughs> I love short and sweet. Donald came on and was short and sweet. I thought I was going to be talking for a while with these guys. Seven one three five two six five seven three eight. I probably can take another one or two calls depending on the length. Seven one three five two six five seven three eight. Hit the number two right away and you'll get a right in. You know, uh, since uh, nobody's on and I don't have the time to pay, play the um, the actual uh, videos for the show today, I want to just say, folks, go to politicsandright.com slash newsletter. All the topics are covered there. I, I mean, that that for what the show was supposed to be, uh, you just hit the more, more, more and to, to go ahead and see the videos, etc. But I want to jump on to uh, I don't want to catch him off guard, but let's see if Howard want to uh, add anything to the discussion before another call come in. 713-526-5738 extension number two, and you'll get on air right away. Uh, anything oh, you want to add to this? You didn't catch me off guard. And besides, there's no poor Asians. <laughs> hey, I'm going to have to have get you, to you on that one, brother. There are. Have you ever seen a poor Asian? Yes, I haven't. I know, I know, but there are. Uh, they're, they're what's called the uh, model minority that really isn't the model. And uh, there are Asian TikTokers that kind of talk about that. But anyway, tell me what you think, my brother. I was going to say, you know, I have uh, had my auto repair guy well over 20 years. Mm hmm. Asian man came from Vietnam. He told me a story one time while I was sitting there waiting for my car to be repaired. Very interesting. He said, I love this country. I love this country because it gave me the opportunity to come over here, establish a business and help people. Yes. So that's really, you know, when you, when the immigrants say that to you, it kind of brings a tear to your eye. Yes. Of course, I didn't cry in front of him because, you know, when I do that, <laughs> you're big macho man. I was going to wait for the bill. Then I was going to cry, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but let me tell you, and that's true. I'm an immigrant and I say the same thing. I've formed companies and all of that. I love this country. That's why you want to make that you, 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 you take care and you love what, what you love. Right. Because it, your, your guy was right. He could come here and do all these things. Right. So absolutely. Oh, so, yeah. but, but anyway, Ray is on the line. So let's see what Ray has to say. Let's take Ray. Yeah. Hey, Rick Berto, I'm gonna make it quick because I know we got a few minutes. Just to piggyback off of what I said uh, the other day about you know the conditions of how you know these companies will you know put you in basically to fit you know your life into their agenda. Mm -hmm. Another thing they do is that you know they will incentivize instead of you know, letting you work hard enough and then giving you time off, they incentivize coming to work harder on holidays. So they'll pay yes. double time. So you would actually get a decent looking wage for maybe one or four, maybe four days out of the year. But the mm -hmm. other days, you know, basically scraping by. Exactly. No, I mean, at work for the bosses. It is amazing the different techniques. I mean, but that again, if, if I told you uh, an economic system is the efficient allocation of resources, what that means is we get the most for the least. We get the most for the least effort. And that is how we define our economic system. That is what that it's defined as. And we have to change it to be more human based. You know, uh, for all of those who talk about family values. The only way you can have family values if you really value families. And if you really value families, it means you have an economic system that doesn't ask, uh, what would that do to business first? You ask, 
what would that do to our citizens first? And then how do you fit a business model that works around that? And, you know, that is a one thing that I think is missing in our economic system, my dear brother Ray. I agree. And I'm going to leave with this uh, last note. Human labor should not be marketed like the manager special at Kroger's. Thank you. Thank you, my brother. Uh, gotten received. All right. We're coming close to the end of the program. So I'm going to finish up here, going back to Howard and then Jack, and then we're going to close this baby out. We got about a minute and change. Hey, we got about the two minute warning here. So we're going to turn it over to Jack. He's got some wisdom for us. He's been back there scratching on his pen. So <laughs> come on in, Jack. It always gets me thinking, okay, I'm going to sum up what the thing is. Uh, the people work out the technology for the corporations. Then the corporation steals their intellectual property, capitalizes it, and then keeps the profit. Those rats. Those rats. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, uh, that is a very uh, true statement. And, uh, you know, it, I alluded to that when we talked, when we spoke about, you know, uh, all the engineers and, and, and scientists and physicists that made the things happen in SpaceX and in uh, uh, Tesla and all of that. Um, you never hear their names and you never hear them becoming billionaires when their intellect is actually what was used to do it. But of course, Elon Musk had the capital and he had those who gave him the capital, etc. And again, uh, one of my brothers called in and said, uh, yeah, maybe a tad of jealousy that you're talking about. Uh, it, it, that didn't offend, but I just wanted to make it known that it's absolutely zero jealousy. It's always about an economic system that serve us all. I promise you, that's all I care about, an economic system that serve us all. And what we want to do here is go ahead and talk to people, let people understand how things work so that they will work for what's right for them. My name is Egberto Willis. I want to thank El Senor uh, Howard Reynolds and Jack Van Bever for always being there and doing a great job to ensure that we can be on air. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics and Right, and you guys know how I end this. Baby, I am what? Out! We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.